I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Wonder no more. Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this. Talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine. special episode special episode we requested deep dives and you yes. guys have come through to the point where we really need episodes just for your deep dives we need mini episodes devoted to only our listeners because we've literally asked and begged you to call us and you have and it's glorious it's great it's we amazing. love it and so we live we're for it giving you more bonus episodes because it's it's a thank you and a check-in <laughs> Yeah, so what we're doing is we're taking some of these deep dives that you sent us and we're making mini episodes out of them so that they are getting the love and tender and, and gratitude. attention yeah, that they deserve. Really just having their moment in the sun, lapping it they all up. They're shining, yes. Just thank you. We just love you guys. And there's also some lovely personal emails that we just had to get out. I had to get out this one so quick. It's from Jessica. It just made me so happy. Um, I'll read it really fast because it was pertaining to our Ellen's episode where we literally asked this question and little do we know, Jessica emailed us and answered without even, this was before we even released the episode. So she's just like a kindred spirit. Yeah. She said, hello, sweet girls. I just found your podcast a couple of weeks ago and I am obsessed. Thank you. Also, Thank your voices you. are the best. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Anywho, 
I went to a friend's Norwex party a few years ago. Norwex is basically a microfiber cloth and a bunch of other products said to be able to disinfect surfaces with just water. The Norwex consultant was constantly telling me, oh my gosh, girl, you'd be so good at this business all the time. I was a stay-at-home mom of two boys. Oh, that's very hard. Um, my then husband oh. made all the money. I saw this as a way to have a purpose other than being a mom. Don't get me wrong. I love being a mom but also a way that I could also help my family make a bit of extra money. I 100% agree. I signed up to be a consultant and the first few months I actually made some decent money. But by that time, I was constantly told that I needed to recruit, recruit, recruit. My leader was actually one of the top leaders in the country with Norwex. So she makes money on everyone underneath her and so on and so on down the line. She also badgered me to attend the national conference, which was in Texas, I think. I don't really remember. I could not afford it, but she was like, oh, just save this much from your commissions and maybe stop buying things you don't need, like fast food, LOL. <laughs> That's oh. so rude. Um, it was also- You don't need food. <laughs> you don't, again, these old ladies don't think we need food. She mm -hmm. says, it was also on the day of my youngest son's second birthday, and I- I told her that and she came back with, oh, well, I would explain to my daughters that this is just something mommy really has to do and they have another birthday next year. No, <gasps> no, oh. no. My son's second birthday was canceled because he was sick, just like he was on his first birthday. <laughs> so <laughs> they're very important birthdays. I understand, <laughs> Jessica. She then says, I found out that during all of this that she would actually get a bonus check if a certain number of her down the line went to the national conference. That was quits for me. Since then, I have gone through a divorce. I am now a licensed car and home insurance agent. And uh, it's a wonderful job that supports myself and my boys. She still contacts me from time to time asking <gasps> me to rejoin sick. Oh my gosh. Thank you for doing the good work. Love you both, Jessica. Jessica, you're amazing. Uh, you're a mom of two. You're doing it all. Shit. I, you know what? I was thinking about it. Like my mom, like drilled into me that I always had to be financially independent. Yeah. So like, it's so hard to think of like having to depend on another person or like a man mm -hmm. for for your financial everything. I so, think it, it's like twofold. Like it's very very lucky, and you feel moments when, and there's been multiple moments in my marriage that I've been like, Alan is exclusively the breadwinner and I'll sort of have things come here and there. And then just recently, as I've shared, like I've had to get more work. Like you just, you can't survive sometimes on mm -hmm. one income, especially in this economy, which is making me very depressed. We won't get into it. <laughs> but I think that you are seem more empowered since the, mm -hmm. you've gotten more work and you feel like more, I don't know, you just, you definitely have the sense of like, more confidence and more, I don't know. It feels, it definitely feels better. I think the number one thing, and she touched in upon this, of being a stay-at-home mom is such an all-consuming job and your kids just take over your life. So there's the thought of, oh, I could never do more. I could never do another job. Mm -hmm. um, and it is, it, I was telling you, like, it's been excruciating that when I leave, Lewis is like really upset that I'm leaving at night because I work nights and weekends. And he's just, it's breaking his heart. It breaks my heart, but then he's fine. <laughs> and then he does bath time with dad and he's totally fine. But that moment I go like, this is the worst decision. I'm creating abandonment issues. Like it's just so much to do it, to do any big change. I'm horrible at, like I'm definitely eating my feelings, <laughs> you know, yeah. and we have to re refocus and redo it all. And it always happens.
everything is an adjustment mm-hmm. that's new, but eventually once it's a habit, you get it. It is not know? a bad thing. Like if you know it's something that does help your family, that is going to make you feel more stable and even, yeah, like you're saying, more confident in your decisions. It's not a bad thing. It's just, I think I hate change. <laughs> I hate change. I hate, I hate it. it. I really yeah. do. It freaks me out. Even I'd love, and I love complaining. You know me, I'd love to complain all day long. Same. Yeah. Yeah. But um. anyway, Jessica, <laughs> that got us Thank on. Thank you. Her. And uh, we digress. <laughs> like <Jessica>. always. <laughs> but Jessica, you did say I, you like us. So hopefully you don't you. mind. <laughs> we love you, Jessica. Thank you so much. I just Googled Norwex real quickly and it looks like a, like an Amway meets essential oils. So it's like cleaning products that are organic or whatever. And yeah. also I was on Reddit last night and um, people were saying that with coronavirus, people were mm. cleaning with essential oils. You have to use some like Lysol, please, well, with your uh, coronavirus. <laughs> I know. Well, alcohol kills it immediately. So okay. rubbing hand sanitizer, my dad said you could mix rubbing alcohol with some part rubbing alcohol, some part water, and just literally spray things down, and it kills the virus immediately. But not your essential oils. They um, don't kill yeah, the virus. Unless it's an essential oil dipped in alcohol. I don't know, guys. I don't know. I but don't know. Use real cleaners. <laughs> use as much as you can to clean. Okay. Okay. Um, our next email I am obsessed this with. Gorgeous. This is gorgeous. It's- it's he calls us his our one male listener. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there are many males. We, we don't want to exclude the men. And this one. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the nice, the sweetest listener. We've we've spoken back and forth a bunch of times. He's lovely. And he did amazing uh, work. Yeah. Oh, he did amazing work. And I am like inspired by his <laughs> deep dive. We're fans okay. of his. This is a good, a deep, deep dive. Um, okay, sit back, guys. This, the sit back and relax. This is um, from Nate, and the subject line is my super sweet 16 scammer showcase. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> Dear ScamWow, first, let me say that I'm a huge fan. I love the two of you. I love the show. And listening is such a comfort every week. Well, I love you. Perfect email. <laughs> yeah, perfect email. You won. <laughs> I couldn't make it to your live show, but I hope there will be more because ScamWow is amazing and I tell everyone about it. Now for the scam I'd like to share. All right. Thank you. It shouldn't come as a surprise that you run into a lot of scummy landlords in LA. But when I left my last apartment in Koreatown, the management ghosted me entirely and didn't give me back my security deposit, even though I was a good tenant, always paid on time mm. and left the apartment empty and clean though the building itself was gross, tons of roaches you couldn't get rid of. But I was pissed. I wanted that deposit back. The lease was made with a company called Summit LLC, owned by a man named Musa Kashani. I so, love he just it, like lays them all out. <laughs> He's like, lays it all out. <laughs> Again, we have not verified these facts. These are our opinions. This is yeah, Nate's personal it. experience. Please don't sue us, Musa Kashani. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I started reaching out to anyone I could find. I left scathing Yelp reviews, <laughs> LOL in hopes that someone would see and reach out. And they did. So far, we've gathered a handful of people who are scammed out of their security deposits by Musa and his company all in the same way. Wow. We were even able to get in touch with a former property manager who Musa also stiffed out of money. And he told us this is basically a family of serial criminals. Mm. Wow. They are counting on the difficulty of the small claims process to prevent many... Most people from pursuing their money. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I know. And that's why, like, you feel so powerless when you lose 
and, and no one have, cares. Yeah. Yeah. The people who have tried to serve him say he is evasive and makes it difficult. He's been getting away with this for years. He uses various LLC names to make the trail harder to follow. I've linked a full list, but he has 17 companies in total. Oh and again, he sent us research. He sent Wait, us zip files. He this sent is going to be in our show PDFs. notes. So everyone is going to see these 17 <laughs> companies. And I'm proud of you and happy to share. Yeah, he yeah he sent all the LLC names. I'm gonna link them in the show notes. I'm gonna Fuck link it. them, Nate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> some research uncovered that Musa has five property liens and has filed for bankruptcy on 14 separate occasions. They always do. That's right up there with Donald Trump. <laughs> mm-hmm. He also has a federal tax lien against him. I don't know what a lien is. <laughs> Me neither, well, but let me Google. It doesn't sound great. <laughs> it doesn't sound great. No, the way. The way you said it, Nate, sounds bad. And the way we're reading it, sounds bad. <laughs> sounds bad. A lien is a right to keep possession of property belonging to another person until his debt is owed. Oh, so I think it's like when you owe a debt and the government garnishes your wages. I think that's like when they take your stuff because you owe money. Okay. I think that's what. <laughs> I don't really get it. It's like what Ashley Kutcher did to Justin Timberlake as a prank on Punked. I think. <laughs> I don't remember that episode of Punked from does, 20 years ago. If anybody knows that episode from 20 years ago and also like is a lawyer and can correct us, call in. Sure. <laughs> okay. Nate says, I don't know much about the law, but basically I know that this man isn't in jail. <laughs> I've attached a white pages report, which lists the full amounts owed and the lawsuits wow. he's been involved in. He continues to get massive loans to buy property, then defaults on the mortgages and declares bankruptcy and maybe lives off the money he skims from security deposits. Like I said, I'm not sure what's going on, but it can't be right. Mm -hmm. Another victim recently put it together that Musa Kashani is the father of Ava Kashani, featured on (gasps) season one, episode three of MTV's My Super Sweet 16. available to watch on hulu but i've linked a clip here thank you nate we are linking it as well we're gonna link it as well in the episode ava is gifted a car and given free reign on her parents credit card fast forward 10 years later ava is a law student at pepperdine university and is also listed as working at her father's business wow wow um should i play it dior is like clothes In season one, when My Super Sweet 16 was brand new and people still didn't fully know what to expect, Ava provided viewers a crash course in just how bratty a 16-year-old could be. Because I went to Santa Barbara, they canceled my credit card. I don't even have an ATM. And they didn't give me my car on my birthday, even though they promised they would. Ava definitely knows what she wants, delivering memorable quotes like, I'm not going to settle for anything less than a Range Rover. And she absolutely does not want to entertain the idea of a used one. It's used? Yeah. Ew. She has several dramatic fights with her parents over things like Paris not having adequate dress options for her, but manages to patch things up in order to make sure her big day goes through. Ugh, you kill everything. So that's Ava. She sounds like a great lady. Great girl. Oh, I remember Um, this. Seeing her, I remember remember Ava's episode. That was such a good show. That was great. I really loved it. I loved it. (laughs) Really aspirational. And I was like, hey, I cannot wait to be 16 again. (laughs) In my next life. In my next life. The Kashani family upholds a lavish lifestyle as evidenced by the MTV episode, as well as Ava Kashani's current Instagram page, which shows her tagged in Lux Hotel Suites 
jet setting to Paris and shopping for high end couture. I have attached wow. a zip folder with screenshots of Ava's Instagram profile. <laughs> wow. I love the pettiness here, Nate. I, it's not pettiness. I, I just love the detail. The detail. But the Nate, detail. Also, I'm looking at the video and it looks like she really loves her family. <laughs> she seems really bitchy, <laughs> but her dad seems like he really loves her. <laughs> yeah. But he you sent deserve a- to get your security deposit back. Oh, you need to get your security deposit back. He sent a zip folder full of this girl's instagram i love it um i believe she is entirely complicit in the scam at this point she sent a nasty nasty email also included to my friend who was requesting a security deposit returned this is a family full of rude petty criminals who love to flaunt their wealth and have a self-inflated inflated sense of importance Anyway, I'm not sure if this is interesting enough for a scam episode or a scam sidebar, but please, anyone who listens, and if this sounds familiar or the whole process of being ghosted out of the security deposit, I would love to be put in touch. You were scammed by Musa Kashani. Please reach out. So you guys can email us and we'll put you in touch with Nate. Scamblebugas at gmail.com and maybe... We'll have yeah. a little scam lawsuit on our hands. Yes, guys, get connected. Take care of each other. Yes. I think this is fascinating because when you have this happen to you, like this is what happened to me at my scammy SEO job is that Mm -hmm. like I felt this is such a huge scam, Mm -hmm. but no one gave a shit about it. You know what I mean? Because it affected people that are trying to get by. Like that's the thing, unless it's like national or something crazy. And that's where scammers usually win is that they just they hurt the regular people. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I think it's good to, you know, put Musa on blast. Yes. Okay, take it back. She's not very nice. Um, (laughs) Taking it all back. And we love you, Nate. We pick you. We do. We do love you, Nate. Okay, guys, we also have a voicemail. Thank God you called. And we will play it now. Hey, this is a call for Scam Wow. Um, I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. And I'm walking the streets of New York right now. I just finished listening to your episode about fake bags. And I have a little bit of a story for you guys. Um, my first job out of college, I worked for a company here in New York that, I don't know, not really technically illegal, but they would purchase designer handbags directly from boutiques in Italy and then they would sell them to retailers here. So technically, they weren't authorized retailers. They were just getting a bag from boutiques and selling them here. So there's kind of this whole gray market, which is different from the black market, that they are sort of exploiting. And uh, it, it was still really cool to work with all the awesome designers that they had. And we definitely do get to know what's a real bag and what's a fake bag. And um, we definitely got a lot of returns from people trying to pass off fake bags and return them for the real bag. So we would have to get in with like disputes and take pictures. It was a whole big debacle. But I would say if you can, try and buy direct from stores, obviously, because if you're buying online, there's no guarantee. Even from the boutiques in Italy, sometimes there other things that get mixed in with bags that were fake. So, pretty crazy world. But uh, I got a Prada bag out of it. I ended up selling because uh, 
But yeah, I was broke and I needed the money, but it was a really nice bag. And uh, yeah. Oh, also, the weed um, lollipops, definitely a scam. Definitely tried them. Definitely not real. <laughs> so, love your podcast and thanks. Bye. I love it. She's Thank calling you. us from the streets of New York. <laughs> We can hear. You can tell. She <laughs> is <laughs> she is belagered. She has to get through traffic, okay? But she also has to get the scam to us. And that is someone we love. Thank you for calling. Thank you for not stopping what you're doing. And thank you for connecting. Because that's such a cool story. Mm-hmm. That is. I think she's saying, so she, her bosses would buy the bags in Italy and then resell them, which is kind of like illegal. Like with a markup? Which I guess she, they would get them cheaper for like on the euro or something because I know that oh, they yeah. are cheaper in that country yeah. with the euro and then they would charge whatever they're going for with the four boutiques or yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still fascinated by this fake Me fake too. I really stuff. want a real one. And then, so I'm curious too for her that so places like Thread Up or all these sort of secondhand places, do you mm. think that those might have fake ones with people saying that they're real too? Because if there were ones that were really confusing and really well done, how do you know that the ones you're getting, I don't know. Well, even eBay, because yes. a lot of those resellers or, or a lot of those um, fake people are selling them with like certified ticket, like authenticity things. So you have no way of knowing. Oh, I just want to be able to abort... <laughs> I just want to buy a huge fancy bag or have somebody gift it to me. That's it. And then not feel yeah. guilty about it. That's all. Yeah. And then it'll live in my closet like all my handbags do. <laughs> so they're too nice to take out. <laughs> I know. I know. I never use. Yeah, no, I can't use them. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You. Um, this is a great email from Greg from Ohio, which he was so sweet and sent us a couple emails. I'm going to read this one. Hi, ladies. I sent a link on the legacy of Erpenbeck. Erpenbeck? What do you think Erpenbeck? that is? Erpenbeck scandal that rocks Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky in the late 20th century. In case you haven't had time, this case, while not making national news, did leave behind a dramatic legacy that rewrote the legal standards of banking and loans across several U.S. states. That's so interesting. Yeah. Um, and I know I have never heard of it. Um, Bill Eprinbeck, who was the president of Eprinbeck Engineering, might have done business as another name. They were one of the largest home building firms in the tri-state. That tri-state was Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana, with family and friends working for the company all through northern Kentucky and greater Cincinnati. Eprinbeck, we're going to have to say this name a lot. <laughs> I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> had a reputation of being both savvy and sharp, a friend in need who was very charitable to his employees and also to the community. Stories of his team building outings and stories of his team building and outings and outrageous partying compared with a cult-like following. Um, And as they always do, things began to unravel was when one person having a home built by his company was suddenly made aware the down payment he had made on his new home was nowhere to be found. So where did the money go? The People's Bank, who was also who also held the bank accounts for Eppernbeck, didn't have clear answers. Things got even muddier when it was made clear that several close allies to the People's Bank and Eppernbeck were found to be working together on board of directors level projects at both the bank and the home builder firm. A deep dive in this subject is even scarier. 
20 years after the initial cover-up started, in this case, events the events involved a massive $30 million plus dollar fraud machine that reached into banking and trade theft and economic espionage across private and public operations. There were even other charges against the family attempting to hire hitmen to whack potential witnesses from inside prison. Read up on the scale of this event and you'll be fascinated by how complex this became. Well, thank you for doing this. It's fascinating. (laughs) And don't even get me started on the home state savings, the Ohio-based bank that also distributed the tri-state region, sending thousands of people into bankruptcy and ruined business throughout the local area. That's so sad. The reason most people nowadays don't recall ever hearing a lot about these two subjects is likely generational. The people most dramatically affected by both these stories were baby boomers and their parents. Through rebuilding finances and changing the way banks and private companies do business, many of the loopholes that allowed such issues to be commonplace were closed down because of these scandals. Take a look into these. In my opinion, they definitely rank up into the top 50 of all banking frauds ever. Love your casting style. Please remember to keep the sound even for those with heart of us with those of us with hearing issues. Check in if you're ever if you ever hit Cincinnati, we have been known to do great barbecue with a little notice. <laughs> oh, Greg Aww. from Ohio. Thank you, Greg. Well, our casting style is ourselves. <laughs> we love ourselves. Um, and yes, we do hear you. We are working on the sound. We're trying to get better. We're doing this on our own. And yeah, I think this is fascinating. And I do think it's one of those instances that will shock a town or multiple cities but then it gets really quickly swept under the rug because yeah. I also think because you were saying that it created a need to rewrite like multiple legal standards of banking loans across the states. I think the U.S. was probably embarrassed. Like it's it's yeah. that thing of like as soon as it comes into something that's national where they have to rewrite something or they realize that their policy has all these loopholes in it, they kind of wrap that up really quick and then it's not really it's- spoken of. It's funny how things just get swept under the rug and people forget about them. And then the next generation, they just repeat themselves. It's like really why it's literally happening right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. It's really bad. And he sent us a link from CN- CNBC. Um, and it's just so nice. So yeah. nice. Thank you so much. And he said this cage, this case changed a boatload of banking regulations and changed how companies did business in the U.S. banking industry. So interesting. Thank you, Greg. We really appreciate it. And thank you for being our second, third male listener. <laughs> third male listener. Third thank male you listener. so much, Greg. Um, that was so fun. And oh, I have to tell you about a scam that producer Kate sent us. Yes. We have, um, we have a text thread, me and the two Kates, that's just popping all day, every day. All day. All day. <laughs> I'm sure some of us have to mute it from time to time. <laughs> I never mute it, but I'm always like, there's a baby. If I grab my phone when Lewis is there, he's like, we're watching something about a bus, right? Like <laughs> we're watching YouTube, right? Because that's what the phone is. Put on YouTube. Put on YouTube. Um, so producer Kate sent a link to an article about scammy crowdfunding things that are promising to kill coronavirus spread. So, so like, upsetting. And we'll link this article. It's really sad. So like crowdfunding products like mask sanitizers. Mm-hmm. And um, this article says there are more than 3,100 campaigns on GoFundMe that include the word coronavirus. Oh, so anything, any An crowdfunding. Like, yeah, anything crowdfunding that's 
coronavirus related is probably a scam and not real because that is something the government is funding. So they don't need a GoFundMe. Yeah. And also scientists are working super hard. The scientists that are employed to solve this are employed. <laughs> like they're, they're working on it right now and they're getting grants and they're getting billions and millions of dollars to keep working on it. I'm not a scientist, but I don't think a scientist needs a GoFundMe like a real scientist. <laughs> Right. I don't know. But if you are a scientist and you do have a GoFundMe, let us know. <laughs> let us we're, know. We we're don't, sorry. We don't know your life. We're yeah. sorry for assuming, but I'm just assuming a real scientist doesn't need I a just don't think the coronavirus scientists, they might not. Well, so I heard that it's really risky right now. And this, like, it's so funny when we record these, we never know what's happening, like in literally two days. So we're going to tell you all this. And then we could find out tomorrow that they're like, Indiegogo is the only way we're solving the coronavirus. (laughs) Right. Right. Like we have to crowdsource our health insurance money. So I know who knows. I've heard that the test is like a swab test, similar to like a strep test or a flu test, but those are really few and far between. So that's why it's getting harder for people to detect identify guys it's tough but also let us know if you're gonna go on any trips with this discount i was thinking i need to go to a latency soon maybe we'll do another episode you really should <laughs> is this terrible i was looking at the i was looking at flights on kayak you can say put in a thing that says travel the world and see all the cheap flights in the world and there are 18 dollars flights from <gasps> round trip lax to las vegas 18 dollars. oh my gosh no, it's so cheap. But at the same time, it's like you're at the risk of the flight stopping, <laughs> it being grounded because somebody coughed. Like they said, are you gonna have to? Uh, wear, are you gonna have to wear a hazmat suit? Yes. Yes. But are you gonna see the world? Yes. Yes. Can you see your friend and do some fun podcast? Yes. Yes. It's worth it. Totally. <sighs> oh, guys. So anyway, stay safe. <laughs> stay safe out Load there. Don't sanitizer. get corona. Um. Obviously, clearly, we're we just found out we're not allowed to leave the Europe. We're not allowed to go to Europe. That band oh, just yes. was created. Just was created just this evening, we found out. And um, yeah, we love you and we're here for you. Yeah. And, thank and we'll you see- so much for your calls and your emails. Oh my God. And your deep dives. Feel free to email uh, us at scam, scamwildpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. And then if you want to call us, we have a couple calls and we are just, it's just giving us life. Um, you can call us on our hot tip hotline, which is 347 509 All right. Yeah. And visit, oh, scamwildpodcast.gmail.com to get. Hot, 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 hot Patreon content. I am going to put out a new episode on the Patreon. We have one. It's ready to go. We have one. I'm going to put it out it. soon. We have uh, t-shirts. If you guys have any t-shirt ideas, we did get somebody responding saying like, hey, I have an idea for you guys. And artsy ideas. So she's going to email us back and I'm just very excited. <laughs> I love that. All right, you guys, we will see you on Thursday. Yeah, we're days. so fast. We love you. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, we love you. Bye. Bye. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.